This is Fireproof Your Retirement with Michael J. Markey Jr. Fireproof Your Retirement is 15 minutes of real questions, real concepts, and real answers. Michael's passion is to teach listeners the same thing he's taught clients and prospects, how to take control of their money. It's been this philosophy which has garnished Michael and his firm Legacy Financial Network national attention. In 2010, AM Best featured them as one of the top 10 most innovative agencies in the country. In 2014, Insurance Newsnet magazine featured Michael as a local celebrity and life health pro, named him hero of the insurance industry. Michael's even been given the Moving America Forward Award by William Shatner. Now here's your host, Michael J. Markey Jr. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Fireproof Your Retirement. I am your host, Michael Markey. With me today behind the scenes as he is each and every week, we've got producer Mitch and I thank him for his hard work and his service to us. And this is the show for you loyal listeners. This is the show where the only blanket statement that we like is that we don't like blanket statements. And this always sounds weird. It's fun to say face to face, but we're on the radio right now. And as long as they give me a voice and they allow me the opportunity to continue to talk to people like you, I'm going to continue to tell you our goal, our hope, our wish, our dreams, my dreams, is to change listeners' lives, people's lives, every life I can by changing the way people look at money. Money doesn't have meaning. If money had meaning, people on their deathbed or shortly before, they would share with friends, family, loved ones, how fulfilled their life has become because of how big their investments have grown to. But they don't. They don't think that. They don't say it. They don't feel it. Because money doesn't have meaning. It never has had meaning. But it does have purpose. And its purpose is to give or to spend. That's it. It's that simple. So my goal, my hope, my dream is to change your life by changing the way you look at money to help people get into retirement and focus not on building this little number at the end of their statements, but to focus on building a plan that allows you to give and spend the way you want to give and spend. And I'll always ask this question. If we can give and spend the way you want to give and spend, then what do we gain by taking more risk? Nothing. For those of you who have been with us for the last three years now, you know that this is kind of an outlet sometimes to share with you guys some of the things I see going on in our industry, things I've run across, people that we've worked with or get to serve, and the situations, the flaws maybe we found. So today I want to share with you why I believe local advisors should not pick the socks, bonds, mutual funds that you're in. Why I believe utilizing model portfolios, utilizing money managers is better for most people, especially once we get close to retirement. And I'm going to give you a story. It's going to seem a weird way to get into this, but it's a story and it happened today. I might, I might regret telling this story. I don't know. It just happened. I mean, literally a few hours ago and it's still bothering me. In fact, I've taped this show now because it's a tape show. You, I think you guys know that. It's not a call-in show. But I've now taped it like four or five times because I, I get lo- I go down the wrong rabbit hole. and like, They give me 15 minutes and it can be gone in a hurry. But I had a couple come in today. It, it was like they literally came in impromptu. I don't know. Let me think about it. Yeah, in the last, I don't know. I, I can't ever remember somebody coming in and just sitting down and saying, we'll see Mike when he's ready. And I should have known better than to think that they were uh, bringing me cake. No, they were not happy. I mean, they were like, mad. I mean, everything's good now. I mean, we're, <laughs> we're good. They, um, I mean, it's a simple story, really. 
they um they're taking out money and they have every month to live off right to give and spend and they didn't have they and they've been having three hundred dollars withheld for federal tax but they had a 1099 r a tax form from one of the custodians but the key point here is we we have two custodians one which we're taking income out of one we're not well we had a rollover into that so they had a they had a 1099 r from this and they showed no withholding and so the tax guy was telling them they owed 20 they owed had to pay in twenty four hundred dollars and he was angry like we paid 36 he was right great memory I mean, it took us two minutes. We we went into the other custodian. We grabbed, you know, we, we were able to print out their their statement that showed there's the 36 sent to the federal government, the 1099R they needed, sent it, screen print PDF, boom, slash, bang, sent to the CPA. We're good. They're getting $1,200 back. They're happy. I mean, who's not happy with that? Uh, actually, a couple of years, if just maybe five years ago, you told me, well, I'll do a screen print PDF, then click save, send it on an email. I would have looked at you dumbfounded and said, what? Anyway, so I thought of this, it brings me up to this because I'm going through his plan that we built him and all of a sudden, you know, and this is before we found the 36 that had been withheld. He goes, what do you mean you don't know what comes out when? What do you mean you don't know the date and how much is withheld for taxes? And I didn't say this, but I'm thinking, well, Bob, I've got, you know, hundreds of clients most of which are at your same age, most of which are either taking money out on a monthly basis or about to. How? I mean, I get it. People with my, with the much, as much as I talk about math, they start thinking I'm like Rain Man, but I don't have everything committed to memory. That's why we have a plan. That's why we have notes. That's why I have a team. That's why we have three, or, uh, three going on now at some point, probably pretty soon, four offices and a team of a dozen, half dozen, half dozen, a dozen people in different roles. But it hit me. Most advisors build a portfolio for you. People often are surprised when I tell them that I don't believe that a local advisor should build the stock, should, should be choosing the stocks, bonds, or mutual funds you own. And they go, but that's the way it's always been, Mike. I haven't, it's not been that bad. I don't think it's a bad way. It's been working. And that's always backwards to me because I'm like, well, clearly it's not working because you're here for a reason. So you're wondering why we don't do it the same way you've always done, of which you don't like because if you really liked it, you wouldn't be here. And then you want us to do it that same way because that way worked, but it really didn't work. That's kind of backwards. <laughs> and I remember when I was actually just starting out in this career, I was getting trained by this company and they said, a successful practice starts at five hundred clients. And I thought, wow, 500 clients, it's a lot of people. So I raised my hand up high. I'm like half the age of the other people in the class. They kind of all look at me and I go, well, at 500 clients, how many things do the average client, you know, own? And the lady teaching the class, she goes, Mr. Markey, they're not things, they're holdings. I'm like, okay, holdings. How many holdings do they have? She goes, well, probably 20. I go, so, all right, makes sense. I put my hand down. She moves on. I raise my hand up. Everyone looks at me and I'm like, well, ma'am, if people own 20 things or holdings and I have 500 clients, that means I have 10,000 different stocks, bonds, mutual funds that, you know, I need to be aware of and, and have a, I would think an expert knowledge on, not a working knowledge because it took them their life to, you know, a lifetime to save this. They don't want me to just have a working knowledge on it. And she goes, well, but Mr. Markey, not everyone's going to have something different. I'm like, oh yeah, that, that makes sense. So about five minutes later, I raise my hand way high and everyone looks at me and they're like, you've got to be kidding me. And I'm like, well, well hold on, ma'am. And she's like, yes, Mr. Markey. I'm like, well, so we got these 10,000 holdings, right? Between the 500 clients, 500 clients at 20 holdings. 
it's $10 and I go, how much are unique? I mean, you said that not all, you know, not all of them are going to be different, but some are different, right? They don't all get the same 20. She goes, well, of course not. I go, so how much difference? She goes, that's hard to tell. And I go, well, come on, give me a number. She goes, well, probably about 30%. I go, so you're telling me that somebody walks in and I'm not going to say the company that I started with that said this and they come in and most of the time they're going to get 20 holdings and you know, the first 14 are the same and I'm going to pick six for them different. She goes, yeah, but that's just the way it is. And I go, but hold on a minute, 30%. You're saying 30% are different. She goes, well, sure. And I go, so you're telling me the average advisor who has a successful practice, which is at 500 clients, which you just told me, who own 20 things, holdings, 10,000, 30% unique. Yep. And she goes, sure. And I go, so you're telling me they have a work, uh, expert, not a working, but an expert knowledge on 3,000 different stocks, bonds, mutual funds. I go, how do they do it? And I got quiet. She looks down. She looks up and looks me right in the eye and says, Mr. Markey, when you get to that point in your career, I am going to personally come to your office. I will sit in a chair. I will pull that chair next to yours and we will figure that out together. (laughs) Until then, let's move on. You know, some of you listening, and of course, I've, I've blown way through our break, so no break today. Some of you listening, you've got advisors who are building your stock, you know, your portfolio with stocks, bonds, mutual funds. I remember, and I don't remember the custodian anymore, but it was this large custodian who is since out of business, but in the 1980s, they were interviewed because their their cost to execute a trade was really high. It was about four or five times higher than that of these new cheap brokerages like a Fidelity Schwab or TD. They were considered the, you know, the low class ones because they had affordable trading costs. And they this reporter, whatever, the, or it was a board member, I forget who asked, but they asked the CEO or president, they said, are you worried about these low trading cost options? And that person said, no. He goes, no. Because when people arrive to a certain point in life and they get to, and they can afford to pay us our fees, well, that's when they know they've arrived. I mean, tell me that's not the 1980s, right? We're going to charge you a lot and you're going to be happy about it because you get to be part of this. <laughs> fees are coming down. Fees have been coming down. And what that means, those fees come down, is compensation to the advisor gets more limited. And therefore, we have to have more clients. It's very parallel to what we've seen happen in the medical field. I don't think it'll get extrapolated as much as it did in the medical field, but it's very parallel to what's been happening there. And so my point is you really have to ask yourself, this client, we'll call him Bob. Bob and Mary came in today. They were angry. They were I would be too. I mean, they literally thought $3,600 was missing and they're going to have to pay $2,400 to the federal government. Like, that's five grand. That's a $5,000 swing. I get it. I'd be like, <laughs> and we found it quickly. They're good. It, it, just, it cracks me up. It bugs me, but it cracks me up. But if I was the one building this, the stocks, bonds, mutual funds, I would have left today still upset. Like, what do you mean you weren't, don't have your hand enough in that? And you got so many clients that you can't look at my stuff every day. See, because when we use a model portfolio, the money manager, they don't look at the individual client. They look at the portfolio. They're constantly looking at that portfolio going, okay, it has these 20 different things, right? Or I'm sorry, holdings. See, I even caught myself. Uh, 20 different holdings. Do these holdings make sense? Do they make sense on a risk reward basis? They don't just look at return because re- return only 
If I compare two returns and one's higher, whoop, that one must be better. Oh, it's not necessarily better. What if it's twice the risk? Twice the risk without twice the return. Was it better? No. What about the one that's lower? What if it was a little bit lower but half the risk? Is that worse? No, it's more efficient. So when we use a money manager, they're, they're you know, I'm not going to say every minute of every day or even every day they're looking at every holding, but they've got a procedure at which they do to make sure it still fits. So then we've got an advisor whose job is to build a plan, to build different components, to watch that plan, to watch the money managers, sub, you know, the model portfolios to make sure they're doing the things they said they do. But it takes away that limitation to have three thousand, you know, that, that, obviously never going to be a successful equation of 3,000 different stocks, bonds, mutual funds. How, how do you do that? I don't see. The downside to having a money manager is there's an extra cost. And we got to pay attention to costs. That's why we talk about costs all the time on this show. But just because there's an additional cost doesn't mean we can't have cost savings somewhere else. It does mean the advisor generally is going to have to limit or bring down what they charge. But then we can do our job better, in my opinion. So my point is simply this. As fees are coming down, overall fees are coming down. You've maybe seen this Department of Labor fiduciary rule. That's what the government is saying, that fees need to come down. And the lower they go, the better you'll be off. As this happens, advisors are going to have more clients. And we've already seen practices growing. But the point is this. I don't see how a local advisor can be, have an expert knowledge on a few thousand, you know, a few hundred, let alone a few thousand different stocks, bonds, mutual funds. I think that system's flawed. I always have. And if that doesn't sound right to you, if it sounds like that's the type of relationship, the type of system that you've been into, and you're starting to hear it and go, I don't know how you could make that work, then attend one of our workshops. Come in for a second opinion. Let us help. We're local. We're here in Norton Shores, Holland, Grand, Grand Rapids. We can help. Give us a call, 616-589-4004. Numbers 616-589-4004. Or visit, visit us on the web at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. Till next week, this has been another episode of Fireproof Your Retirement. God bless. This has been Fireproof Your Retirement. For more information, contact Michael J. Markey Jr. of Legacy Financial Network. Call toll-free at 855-LF-NETWORK or online at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Mike Markey and Legacy Financial Network are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.